Here we go. We back. We back. How you doing, man? We're switching it up a little. Last night we was talking to Lamont football running back coach Ismail Pierre out in the Bronx, New York City. You know, talking about what they have going on with their interscholastic league. But today we're going to switch it up. You've seen them on the show before. I'm going to play a quick little video in one second but i want you know what i'm gonna play this one video first and and i want people to take the time to share this well, we continue to fight the radicalized the racialized environment within western public schools we have a late scene of proliferation pornographic non-age appropriate books finding their way into our school libraries as the hypersexualization of our kids spins out of control. The circus that was the December 8, 2021 meeting introduced you to the book Gender Queer, which includes verbal, pictorial references to both pornography and pedophilia. It also introduced you to a group of teachers who made utter fools of themselves. After explaining to one of them in the last meeting that I was exercising my First Amendment rights that evening, she said she was too. But someone as educated as this teacher should know that one does not exercise one's First Amendment rights by trampling on the First Amendment rights of someone else. One don't trample on another one's rights. That's right, man. What's up, Bob? How you doing, man? Welcome back to the show. My favorite you. activist, you know, uh, doing it for the kids. What's going on? How are you, Mikey? Thank you for having me, buddy. Uh, not bad, man. I respect what you're doing. I appreciate the fight. Um, I was appalled when I found out we have pornographic reading material in our children's libraries. Um, you know, you got to be 18 to get in the adult bookstore. Like, what is going on here? Well, you know, we, as you know, you know, we, we have a lot in common, you and I, this, this show uh, and, and what we're doing because we, we celebrate kids. That's what we're about. You know, we protect our kids. We celebrate them. We root them on. We try to help them be successful and we protect them. Um, and that's, that's the business that we're in right now well, over the last couple of years anyway, where we've seen a, a, um, I don't know, a, a propensity of, of our schools here, well, at least in Westerly and nationwide, as people know, to to really um, ram things like critical race theory or racialized and radicalized philosophy and curriculum, as well as the hypersexualization aspect, pornography, pedophilia, non-age appropriate books in our school libraries, so we're, we've been very busy over the last couple of years. We've been at it now since August of 2020. And um, matter of fact, we just presented uh, to the town council this evening a couple things, which we'll get into. But, you know, it's a never-ending battle to save these kids and our good teachers, and there are many of them uh, in our great country here. So we're, uh, we're at it 24-7, just about. And this shouldn't get lost that there are great teachers throughout the country everywhere. It is teachers that some of the teachers have to work way beyond where they they should have been retired a long time ago um but there are i just want to point that there are many great teachers and um 
this isn't a dig at any. I just wanted to say that. You're right. I mean, and, and I would even take it a step further. I would say 99% of our teachers, and I've said this over and over for two years, are good to excellent teachers. They care about these kids. They care about their jobs. They, they're proud people. They want to do a good job. Um, but they are being um, they are being made to do things uh, and to impart things onto our kids that they don't feel right doing um, that are detrimental to our kids. Um, but these teachers are afraid. They have jobs. They need to keep putting food on the table for their families. So they're either going along to get along, some of them, uh, or they are um, they're just not speaking up because they're afraid. And I get it. Uh, but 99% of them are, are really good. We're fighting for them, too, because they're getting screwed just like the kids are. So you good point in bringing that up, Mike. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> I mentioned that today. It's kind of like the go-along, get-along gang on every level. You know, whether you're at work, you don't want to say something because you don't want to lose your job. You know, coaches that have these three, $4,000 stipends, they don't want to say something because they don't want to stop being a coach you know police don't want to say nothing because they don't want to let their brother down nurses it goes on and on in every level you get somebody that's compromised and don't want to say something the only way we're going to get this stuff solved is if people say you know what we're put on this earth by our creator to do what's right and what's right is to do his work and and uh and to stick up for those who can't stick up for themselves and, uh, and, and those people are our kids. And we owe it to them to, uh, to fight hard for them, no matter what the cost is. Um, and that's what we're doing. Um, and that's what a lot of us are doing, um, trying to do the right thing. And we are having some measures of success, which we'll get into uh, both at the local and state level uh, and the national level, too. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll get, we get into that, too, as we go along here tonight. No, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, where do you wanna? Where do you wanna start? Um, why don't you start from like where? Where? You take it away. Okay. Well, tonight we um, tonight we presented to the uh, Westerly Town Council, and um, you know, I went in there wanting to talk about a couple of topics. Number one, a couple of about a month ago, I guess, um, they uh, they announced that the uh, the town manager, town manager Lacey, great guy, friend of mine, um, had issued an executive order uh, which prohibited people from calling in via Zoom uh, during open forum. OK, and first of all, um, he doesn't have that power. Uh, the town council has that power. Um, and they tonight tried to blame it on the governor, saying that he himself got rid of zoom via executive order when in fact the governor the governor said no more zoom for the members for the for the political body in other words uh, a town council person could not attend and participate in a meeting from his or her own home they needed to be present it did not have anything to do with the citizens and their response uh on on open forum so that was an outright lie today by uh, by Suzanne Giorno. That was that was incorrect, um, and she knows it. Um, so we talked about hopefully bringing Zoom back as a method of communication during open forum, 
because, you know, in effect, because they're trying to silence me uh, and others, they are willing to cut certain people out of participation in town government, like old people or sick people or parents that, you know, just can't make it to a meeting to, to speak in person. They're taking that away from these people. People like myself who travel for work that want to participate in town government are prohibited from doing so by this council. Um, and it's very convenient for them because, you know, they, they don't care what the old people say anyway, or the sick people, uh, some of them, not all of them. Um, uh, and they certainly don't want to hear from me anymore. Um, so they, they do things to silence uh, some of us and, um, and that's what we're fighting against. So we did get some good feedback tonight. I think there will be some further consideration of bringing that back. I'll be in communication with the governor's office tomorrow to see what we can do on that end. Um, the other thing we talked about, again, was the book Gender Queer um, that we had in that clip. And um, we have gotten uh, not much accomplished in terms of our initial complaint with the um, that the attorney general's office has now against Westerly public schools. He sat on it for four months, hasn't done anything. I've called. Is he I still ghostlighting you? Is, uh, are they oh, still yeah. ignoring you? Yes. Yeah. How do um, you get away with this? Um, I don't know. It's a crime, correct? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and he knows it's a crime. I mean, that book violates Rhode Island obscenity statutes and he contends that the obscenity statute only pertains to commercial distribution, which he's a lawyer. I'm not, but I can read. And it's not just commercial distribution, and he knows it. So he is um, he's hiding uh, because it's an election year, and he doesn't want to make any tough decisions. Um, but I've, uh, I've contacted that office at least 30 times uh, in the last four months, and I've gotten one response. He won't go on the radio with me. Um, I've asked. He won't. He won't do it. He will issue statements and stuff. But I call him every other day, and one of these days uh, he'll call me back. Now tonight, um, I asked the town council because they have funding. Uh, they fund the school committee, our schools, and I asked them to do the right thing and to remove that book, uh, Gender Queer, from the high school library and. Um, couple of the counselors were in support uh, of of uh, of me but a couple most of them were not um and um they uh they don't want to remove the book so we are going to be filing new criminal charges um later in the week uh and included in that will be some members of the westley town council as well why would they um, be in favor of of this book anybody that's seen it shows it is complete disgusting right. you show a little little boy going down on another little boy um a boy going down on a man yep and and it sounds like that the book talks about that's okay <laughs> you're not weird <laughs> you're normal like why are they okay with this the book itself is about a young lady who is struggling with her sexual identity, with her gender, which, you know what, in and of itself, I get it. You know, we are, I am not unsympathetic to that, okay? The problem occurs when you show depictions of, of a man or, or, or uh, an adult and a minor fondling each other's genitals while in the state of arousal. That's a crime. 
Okay, that's criminal. That's an obscen- that violates the obscenity statute, violates the porn- uh, child pornography statute. Attorney General Narona knows this. Okay, it also, as you correctly said, shows two um, two minors performing oral sex on one another. Why anybody would want this um, in a taxpayer-funded school library is beyond me, especially when it's widely available in uh, throughout the Rhode Island public library system, as well as online and any numerous number of places where if a parent wants his or her child to read that book, why, I do not know, but they would be able to get it that way. It does not belong in a taxpayer-funded high school library, period. And, and what happens what when the kid got to do a book report? You run in the library, you grab a book, you check it out, you go home. What do you got to read for your book report here, Mom? I would, like, really flip a lid. My daughter comes home with that book. Right. Unfortunately, now, I think, you know, um, <clears throat> it's... um. It's become personal with some people on the school committee uh, against me, and 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 it's just that they're not going to. The only thing that they're going to understand is um, if they get hit with a heavy fine or they get arrested and go to jail. Uh, and that's that's what our plan is to do. Once we can get the attorney general and compel uh, compel him to act and prosecute my case, um, these people will lose uh, and they will pay a heavy price. That's the How about goal. the next ledger, um, federal? Can we contact the federal attorney general? Like, I mean, I remember a case where it, it wasn't a case, but I remember um, the boy pants the other boy, and they took a picture, and the police came to the house. Right. And because the boy took a picture and posted it on Facebook, it was child porn. It was child porn. Right. You took a picture of a naked boy, and you published it. On social media. That's what I can't understand. This book is disgusting. We Last time you came on, we had people verifying that this book's been seen on uh, the north side of the state, Boroughville, in the Boroughville and Socket area, and I'm sure it's, it's been other places. Yes. And, and, and um, you know, it, it, it just it blows my mind that, you know, people, and, and you know how people are, you know, um, they... They, if they can't argue on fact, they'll argue on emotion. So because the book deals with a, a, a young lady that's struggling with her sexual identity, we're being called anti-LGBTQ, uh, we're being called anti-gay, we're being called anti-everything you can think of. And like I said on our show the last time, all I'm we anti-transgender. Are, I'll, I'll say that right now. Well, yeah, it's, yeah I mean, <laughs> I'll I, take that one. I, I, I'm anti-pornography and, and exactly anti-hypersexualization anti, um, uh, uh, of our kids. You know, I um, agree with that. It's wrong, and, and and if if a parent chooses to allow their child to to read a book like this with those pictures in it, then it, you know that says more about them than it than it does about me, I suppose. But, you know, getting back to the federal thing, uh, Merrick Garland, the uh, U.S. Attorney General, he's the same guy who um, worked with the National School Board Association and the Rhode Island Association of School Committees to put a list together of parents who spoke up for their kids at school committee meetings and label us domestic terrorists. 
Merrick Garland's son-in-law owns a company called Panorama, who is responsible for all these uh, social-emotional learning surveys in schools, which are designed to drive wedges between parents and kids and make the school the primary influencer of these kids. So, you know, right now in this administration, it's it's definitely stacked against families um, and Christians um, and just good people in general, because this group that's in the White House, that's in control right now, and even here at the state level, um, they're all about transforming this country into some kind of uh, hypersexualized uh, dystopia, some some uh, racialized, radicalized, hypersexualized dystopia that 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 none of us would would want to be a part of. So that's why we fight so hard, Mikey. And like I say, we are making a lot of progress. Uh, as my friend Mike Stenhouse says, we're taking our our area back inch by inch, day by day. Um, they know we're not going away. There are more of us than there are of them. They have just up till now been louder than we are, but we're starting to get much louder. And um, they don't like getting punched in the mouth like they've been doing to us, but we're not leaving. No, definitely, and nor should you leave <clears throat> Stenhouse. Didn't we have a baseball player named Stenhouse? That is one and the same. That oh, is, is it? Okay. Mike is a former Expo and former Red Sox from the 80s. You got to uh, get him up here. You got to get him on the show, man. Cranston oh, my boy. goodness. Yep. Ronnie Spazzato is going to be on this week with the uh, talking about the Wesley Bulldogs. Historical, historical, historical. How great is that? I mean, <laughs> I haven't reached out to Ronnie yet, but I'm going to. I mean, I am so proud of that kid. Uh, that co I call him a kid to me, compared to, compared to me, he is a kid, but he and his, uh, his players, what a great accomplishment. I mean, I think, I don't know how many years, 30 something years it's been since West 30 West something West. years. Yeah. Since they um, won a baseball title. I mean, that 1990, I know 92, they did it. And that was the coach's graduating senior year, coach Pizzotto. So he was, he played for the championship team. He coached the championship team. Um, I got it right here. Um, nineteen forty and forty-four, ninety-two and twenty-two. But I'll get one better. Also in nineteen twenty-seven, before RIIL, they actually won another championship. Then and then in thirty-one, and then in thirty-five. And you were but, on which one of those teams <clears throat> were you on? Thirty-one. I was on the first one. Yeah, oh, I was yes, on the I first thought. one. Yeah, right. when I came over off the boat. Uh, but I'm gonna play this this clip right here that shows this is going back um a couple months the town council meeting um I just want people to get an idea what we're talking about. She also told the school committee chair that this would be happening. This occurred after her Facebook page was scrubbed. Most of its pro BLM material after she was tipped off by the school committee chair. Since then, through Judicial Watch, we have gotten via APRA request Gates, Bill Gates' own Odell Education race-based ELA curriculum in grades 9 through 12. I believe the school committee thought this would be piloted in only one grade, not the entire high school in the first year. Secondly, 
Pine Litter Institute's race-based teacher bias training 53-page deck, which Mr. Garso famously said didn't exist. Can I make sure that doesn't go against my time, please? Which Mr. Garso said didn't exist was exposed nationally by Judicial Watch and this deck, this training shames and demeans are a good team. Yeah, one of the comments said, what a joke, all those teachers should be fired. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they trample on your First Amendment rights, you know, to produce their own First Amendment rights. If I had done what they had done when someone else was speaking, my ass would have been hauled out of there and arrested. I but, bet they're tough with you in there. Uh, well, yeah, they're very disrespectful. But you know what? In, in order to be in the business we're in to stick up for these kids, we know we're fighting evil. They know we know that they're evil. And they're going to do whatever they can um, to uh, to discredit us, to call us names, to silence us, to knock us down. But you know what, Mike? It just doesn't matter. I don't care what they say about me. Um, those of us that are doing this, we're not doing it because we're in for a popularity contest. I have enough friends. I care about these kids and our good teachers in our country. Uh, and the people that are our opponents do not. That's why we'll win. And, Bob, if this through. book is in Westerly, if it's in Rhode Island, how about across the United States? Oh, absolutely. That's that's really how we found out about it, Mikey, um, because it was in it was in Virginia. Um, I think it was in uh, Fairfax or in uh, Loudoun County uh, down there. And just on a uh, on a lark, um, I put in a uh, well, Judicial Watch put in a, an APA request for me. Uh, which is a public records request, and we just asked for, um, you know, does this, do we have in this district such and such books? We listed about, excuse me, about 10 books. And instead of responding to each book, they sent me the electronic card catalog. That's what I call it anyway. Remember when we were in school, they used to be actual cards in a drawer that you flipped through to find the book. What was that? The Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> right on. So now it's <laughs> it's uh, it's electronic. So I went in there and looked for it, and sure as hell, it's it's at the high school library, and and um, as are a number of other books. So yeah, it's there, and we've we've followed the process to um, to try to get it removed, and they convened their committee, which they still won't share with me uh, who was on it. Uh, they won't share any of the meeting minutes with me, um, but we will get that via public records request and we will expose um, the minutes and we will expose who's on that committee. Um, and we are going to keep fighting, like I said, to get that book out of that high school library. We're not saying anything about the public library or Amazon or wherever, Barnes and Noble. I'm talking about the Westerly High School Library. I mean, libraries in general, then books got have to come out of. They have to come out of the children's section, at least 18 plus. You can't even buy. No matter what you say is offensive. Everything's offensive now, but sin. So, yeah, get these right. books out of the school libraries, out of Rhode Island libraries, out of the libraries in general. And, and you had said that. The, so as soon as we get the minutes, maybe we'll see what school committee members voted on this. Well, it'll be it'll be a, it, they, not school committee members. They're um, par, uh, at least one or two parents 
uh, with a kid in the, in the high school, the principal, assistant principal, librarian, a couple other people are on it. Incidentally, there is nobody represented on there. No taxpayer is represented on there unless they have a, uh, a child at the high school, which is another thing that's wrong because uh, my kids went all through Westerly, Westerly schools, as did I. Um, yet we don't have a say on this committee. We can't serve on it because we don't have a child currently at Westerly High School. That's BS. That's not right. Um, you pay so, taxes towards Westerly High School, don't you? Damn right we do. That's right. So, so give me my to, tax money back. We need to have a say. And you know what? It's it, it may be coming to that. I've got some interesting factoids that I just got today that your audience might be interested in listening to or hearing here. Um, Westerly is third in the state of Rhode Island in terms of per pupil expenditure at $26,000 per child per year. Okay. So keep that in mind. They're third, 26 grand a year. Uh, they also uh, pay, this district pays $2.8 million a year in tuition to send books, uh, books to send kids to schools other than Westerly public schools. Okay. How much is that a year on outside transfers? Two point eight million. Okay, that's about in the middle of the pack. Um, which you know what? I guess we should be thankful uh, because you know, with our score so low, our Rikers and and uh, and uh, SAT score so low, as well as uh, only about thirty percent of our kids being proficient in math uh, and English. <laughs> They need. They probably parents are probably making a good move getting their kids the hell out of here. Um, you bring up a great point when you mentioned uh, transfers. Two point eight million. There's a lot of talk lately about parents requesting to move their kids to other districts for the school. Right. Um, but people are saying who pays that bill uh, if kids go to another district? So now right. we know that the homeschool paid the bill, which the hometown which we did. But two point eight million Westerly pays out. For other districts to educate That's right. their children. That's right. I've got the data. I just and got it today. Twenty-six. And how many school departments are in? Uh, the I think there's like I don't know. Forty-three, I believe. Public Something schools. Like that. I think it's yeah. forty-three. And we're that? third in terms of per pupil expenditure at twenty-six grand a kid. Um, and, and 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 you know, in and of itself, if we were getting results, if our kids were were proficient in reading and in math. And if their scores were good, we're in the bottom third of the state in terms of Rikus and SAT scores. We're, we're pissing away millions of dollars every year, and we're getting nothing back for it. Our kids are not learning because the district and the state ride are, are shoving all of this racialized and radicalized, sexualized SEL BS down these kids' and teachers' throats. There's no time for learning. OK, but yet, you know, they cut Zoom out of uh, out of um, open forum at meetings to save 15,000 a year when they're pissing away four million on this stuff. That's where that was one of our arguments tonight. It's like how this, is they spending that much money on Zoom? I can't understand. I'll go over there and I'll run the streaming and they could give me one million a year. <laughs> like, well, they're spending they say they're spending about two fifty. $250 every school committee meeting and every town council meeting for Zoom. 
I don't Absolutely know. Absolutely not. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's a lie. They're trying to silence us. We're on to them. We know what they are. We know who we're dealing with here. Um, and we will get Zoom uh, reinstated for open forum, both for school committee and for town council meetings, because you know what? People that are old, like I said before, people that are sick or infirmed and can't make it to meetings, busy parents, people like me who work for a living out of town a lot of times, still want to take part in our town government. We love our town. We deserve a voice. And if we can't uh, be there in person, then we need to be able to to contribute via Zoom. I had a town council person, um, Suzanne Giorno, say to me tonight, Make an effort. If you, 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 if, if you really care about an issue, make an effort and be there. That, that is insulting to me because I've had more. I put in more effort in the last two years than, he, than she has since she's been on that town council. It's ridiculous. No, and anyone that, that don't know this, man, he's been fighting for a couple of years now, you know, doing the right thing for the kids. Does not have a kid in the school system. They all graduated and they asked him, why do you care? You know, why do you care? Do you want to answer? We have a question from someone, and they want to know, how is this not criminal? Is that Joe? Yes. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Um, well, I, I'm assuming he's talking about the book. Yeah, yes, the book, absolutely. Um, well, it, it, it is criminal. Um, I Like I said, I filed criminal charges back in February against... Westerly Public Schools, including all members of the school committee, superintendent, assistant superintendent, um, principal Mike Hoban of the high school, and Marianne Miranda, the librarian, or whatever her title is. Um, and it was viola- based on violation of the Rhode Island obscenity statute, which is clear that this is a violation of that. So uh, and, and, you know, I got into all this stuff about the AG and he's being lazy, doesn't want to doesn't want to do anything, doesn't want to touch it. So we're going to file new charges. I gave them an, uh, uh, the town council tonight. I said, I'm going to give you 15 days to send me a letter telling me the book is out of the high school library and was told unequivocally by uh, council chairperson Sharon Ahern that that was not going to happen. So I'll be filing charges um, based on. Um, on the uh, the erotica statute and another uh, another statute, um, child pornography statute, uh, later this week when I get back from a business trip. So, you know, they're they're pushing us to do things that we really don't want to do. All we want to do is protect our kids um, and and stop the the hypersexualization of our kids, and they won't allow us to do that. So we will compel them to do that by uh, by another means. So, yes, to answer Joe's question, it is criminal. And here um, is the actual police report. But what I noticed, with, and respect to the police department, what I noticed that this is one department that um, I witness isn't enough to arrest somebody. I mean, I seen that firsthand. Someone I witnessed, that man pointed a rifle at me, and it still wasn't enough. So, um a lot of politics up here, so I think you got to go higher, Bob. I think you got to get the uh, the federal law enforcement involved. Um, the local level, it's going to be tough. I think there's too much influence. Well, you know, in defense of, of, of the WPD, 
they did their job in this instance. They they investigated it, which they told me they would do, um, and they passed it on to the attorney general's office. Um, as and as far as Westerly Police Department's job at that juncture, it's over. Um, unless they are contacted by the AG's office for further information or whatever. But right now, Peter Nerona is sitting on it, um, and he's not done anything with it. I, I, was, I was on the Matt Allen show last week, or the week before, I forgot, and, um, and uh, we were talking about this. And the Attorney General's office, after my appearance on Matt's show, came out with a statement saying that, well, you know, Mr. Caradillo's wrong, um, this, this statute pertains to um, commercial distribution only, which is BS, and he knows it. That commercial distribution is only part of it. Um, it's an outright lie, and he's taking advantage of people that don't know the law. Like I say, I'm no lawyer, but I sure as hell can read, um, and it's not just commercial distribution that's, uh, that's at issue here. I would guarantee that if there was a way um... – Judah, Judah Carey, to look who was charged with this recently. And I guarantee you would find a lot of people from the inner city, po below poverty level, that were not educated, no attorney, were charged with the same crime. Um, and I bet it wasn't commercial as well. Right. I've seen it. People posting some nudity, you know, yep. pornographic images, you know, especially with children. Yeah, and, and, and it doesn't matter whether they're pictures of real kids or 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 drawings or whatever or cartoons it doesn't matter it still depicts uh, a a child and an adult fondling each other's genitals while in a state of arousal and performing sex acts on one another that is pornography that's child porn that violates the obscenity laws end of story anybody that says it doesn't is disingenuous and a liar and that includes Peter Nerona. That includes the chair of this school committee here in Westerly. That includes anybody on the town council that believes that way as well. And all the and all the candidates for governor. You know, um, I hope maybe one of you guys would step up and and do something, speak up about this because this is it's an issue about our children, and well, it I seems like it's going with with the padding that's been going on for the last two years. They're reprogramming us. They, they are. And I have to say, you know, uh, myself and, and a few other of my colleagues that we work closely with have been um, have been spending quite a bit of time at the state house lately uh, working with our legislators um, to get bills passed. Um, believe it or not, there's a senator from uh, from Providence. Her name is Tierra Mack. Um, she sponsored a bill which would have mandated the teaching of pleasurable sex to students beginning in sixth grade. That's anal sex, oral sex, vaginal sex, um, all of this. Sixth grade, 12, 12 years old, these kids. So we testified. It was a Senate bill. I can't remember, 76, whatever um, was the name of the, the number of the bill. But we went up and testified against it um, and um, – that bill will never see the light of day. Thank God. Senator Jessica Dela Cruz sponsored a bill, um, uh, Senate Bill Number Twenty Two Nineteen, that we also testified uh, in support of. This particular bill closed a loophole 
that allowed teachers and coaches and adults in custodial authority of kids to have sexual relations with these kids uh, as young as 14 years old. 14! Like like a, a teacher? Uh, a like... teacher, a coach, or any adult in custodial authority of kids. This... So we, we worked very hard to get that loophole closed, and a lot of credit goes to Senator Dela Cruz, um, Senator Gordon Rogers, um, uh, both Republicans, and several Democrats that worked with us as well. Frank Lombardi from Cranston, uh, Stephen Archambault of, uh, I, I can't remember, Smithfield, I think, uh, and uh, Senator Reptakis also. But um, Senator Elaine Morgan also is, a lo is local uh, from uh, the Charaho District. She worked with us. Representative Pat Morgan, Republican also from West Warwick. So we, um, the House also had a had a bill similar to that to to uh, to make it illegal. Believe it or not, we have to legislate against this stuff to make it illegal for these people, these adults, to have sex with their students uh, and players and those in their care. Senator Casimiro, uh, Casimiro also a Democrat, helped us with that. So, long story short, we've been up to the state house a bunch of times testifying holding a press uh, press conferences and stuff and um, testifying in the House and Senate Judiciary Committee and in education committees. And um, it looks like these bills will be on uh, Senator McKee's desk uh, for signing and become law. Governor so, McKee? Pardon me? The governor or the Senate? The, the governor. The, okay. Once the Senate and the House pass the bills, they go to the, to the, to the governor's desk for signature. And um, we expect that to happen uh, within a week or so, uh, to have these 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 bills become law and to do more to protect these kids who so who so sorely need it and deserve it. You look at the North Kingstown situation. Dan York was crapping all over Tim White the other day. You know, making jokes of that. Um, yes, he was. <clears throat> and even that situation, they're thinking, oh, that's completely. Normal, and I've been talking to sports people everywhere and say, you know, do you ask your kids to get bone naked to do a fat test? And not one, not one, even some wrestling coaches like this is not 1950 anymore. It's not acceptable. No, it's not. And 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 I was talking to, to Mike Stenhouse today and he sent a he tweeted me a message and he, he well, he was playing for the Expos, Montreal Expos back in the 80s. He said. Uh, their trainers did fat tests uh, in front of everybody in the middle of the locker room. The guys had their shorts and T-shirts on, and they put skin calipers on their arms, I think their thighs, and their waist. And that's how they did it here at Westerly when I was in school, and that's how they did it at Brown when I was playing there. So there was never any secrecy about it. It was all right out in the open. Nobody got naked. There's no need for a kid to get naked. And no, I'm getting worked up now. No need for a kid to be unclothed when one of those tests is being performed. None whatsoever. They don't even use the shower room no more, actually, in high schools. I noticed that. Like, um, They started getting rid of that, like, I think, 87, 88. When I was in going to school, we never used the shower room to, to shower because they didn't want kids getting naked in front of people. Um, but... Yeah. Yeah, that is that is crazy. Everything going on now, all these, all these weirdos we got. You know, we got, you know, some people have 
nine, ten boys living in their basement, and you know, and you just can't explain it, but it's just weird. Um, Shame on know. Dan York too for saying what he said. Shame on him. Yeah, and and that's his own station. Like Tim York is, I mean, Tim White um, did a great story on it, and this guy yeah. comes and just craps all over it, and that yeah. that's his coworker. I just don't understand it. Um, How can you possibly say that? You know, he can. This is what he said. He said, "I can get." 30, 40, 50 guys to say that it's no big deal. So I challenged him. I sent him a note today, and I said, well, well, bring it forward. Where are these guys? Where is it? Dan York's a dinosaur. His his days are, are, are well past. Um, anybody that can, that can cover up for his buddy Aaron Thomas and say the stuff that Dan York said, uh, shame on him for doing that. Yeah, Listen, Bob, credit you. Um, anything else you have going on that, that you want to cover? Let's see. Uh, we got the House and Senate bills in there. Um, just, you know, we're going to continue continue doing what we're doing. We have not forgotten about the racialized and radicalized curriculum. We're always working on stuff like that. Um, some of the things that we're working on right now are just taking – they take a long time because they're very involved. So while it might seem like we're kind of quiet, we're working on things. and They just take a while to happen, like this criminal complaint um, and some other stuff, some public records requests that we're waiting on information on. So continue to follow us. I have a, I have a Facebook page, as you know. It's called Westerly Residence Against Indoctrination. I would encourage anybody who is interested um, in fighting for our kids, our good teachers, and our country uh, to to come aboard and join us uh, on that on that Facebook page, um, and I you can follow me on Twitter if you want. Also uh, at b caradio fourteen. That's at b c h i a r a d i o fourteen. Um, and we and you can come back in the comments after and put it in the comments, and then people can. Um can definitely share it. I'll definitely send send you the link. Uh, what should, if parents want to get involved, if they want to say, yo, should I call my kid's school and see if they have this book? I mean, school's over today, but um, like, what should parents do? Parents, there are several things that they should do. They should, they should, um, they have every right to contact their kid's teacher, their kid's assistant principal, and their kid's principal every right to do so and ask what are they learning what uh what is the curriculum what books are you using what are you teaching my kids okay that's one thing second thing they can do is any survey any survey every survey that comes out in school and they want your kids to take this survey opt out you have every right to opt out all these surveys are are ways to mine for data uh, on your kids um, to to uh, to get information on your kids and on your family, actually, um, so the schools can become the primary influencers of your kids. They're evil. Do not allow your kids to take these surveys. Okay, we're working on something that is going to be an opt-in uh, rather than an opt-out. In other words, unless a parent signs something that says their kid can take the survey, they're automatically out instead of automatically in unless the parent opts out. That's something that we're working on. 
The other thing they can do is they need to get off the couch and they need to go to school committee meetings. They need to speak on behalf of their kids. You know, it's great. We've gotten eight or 900 people uh, in my Facebook group. Several of us do. Um, but what we don't have is vocal support at school committee meetings. And one of the town council members just asked me tonight, and she's correct. Where are these parents? They all say, we support you. We're behind you. But yeah, you can be behind us on a, on a keyboard. And we appreciate it. Believe me, we do. But it would be so much more helpful to have people in numbers, parents in numbers, show up at school committee meetings and speak on behalf of their own kids. So I think they're afraid. <clears throat> they're afraid of the blowback. And I'm sure you could relate to that. But you're right. You should be your kid's best advocate. Um, I used to go into school yelling and hollering. And when I would finally calm down, they would actually say, you know what, I appreciate you're your kid's best advocate. You're right, Mike. And, 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 and to those people that are afraid or have other reasons for not showing up, if you're a good parent, it's your responsibility uh, and your duty to go there and speak up for your kids. What in the hell else could be more important than fighting for your kid? You know, and, it, and one day you're going to wake up and you're going to lose these kids. We're going to lose them and we're going to lose this country if we don't fight back. We can save it. We can do it. But we have to. It's going to take all of us to do it. We can't have people sitting on the sidelines. If you love your kids and you love your country, get out there and fight for them with us. Help us. Join us. That's what we need. And we're in the worst. <clears throat> This ain't the first time I spoke about this. This is the worst time ever for fatherless homes. I bet three out of four, I believe, um, fatherless homes. Coach West Pennington, which also has Rally Point Men's Ministry. Any men's, young men, boys, definitely check them out. Matter of fact, I want to give Coach West Pennington a little, um, a little plug. He just wrote a book. Uh, is through the smoker, what barbecue can teach you about how God prepares a man. He said, great book, real fast. He's writing another book, and um, only Coach Pennington can compare barbecuing to raising a man. So shout-out, Coach Pennington. Um, shout-out to you, Bob. Shout-out to all the coaches, the life coaches that are holding it down. Um, Westerly Bulldogs, baseball state championships, Bob. We talked off the air. What do you got to say to Ronnie Spazzato? I, I, I tell you, Ron, uh, Coach, um, I am so proud of you and of your fellow coaches and, um, and your players especially. Um, what a great accomplishment. Hasn't been done in Westerly in over 30 years. Um, and I was informed tonight by Mikey that you played on the last state championship team, I think in 1992, and now you are the head coach of the next state championship team here at Westerly in 2022. So kudos to you, my friend. God bless you. I'm so proud of you and so proud of your kids. Um, and uh, just a, a great, great job. No, definitely. And I want to say I hope he is part of the Westerly Bulldog football championship coming up this year. Shout out to Moses Muse doing his thing over there at St. Raise good, good kid on doing doing good things, but yeah, big shout out to Wesley. 
I watched a game against St. Ray's, I think, a couple weeks ago, man. This was such a great baseball season. i never seen Rhode Island baseball so amped up before. Um, great, great season. Congratulations to Luke Molly going on to Bryant. Congratulations to all my seniors this year <laughs> doing good things. Greg Gorman's going on. He's going to go to um, Bryant as well to play baseball. We have... Um, Dean Ponds is going to go on and play at Rhode Island College, a great baseball program. Um, Tolman has, I Tolman out in Pawtucket, I think the nine or ten kids, I think what Coach Garman was saying, send it out to college. Uh, EWG, small school, three kids. UMass Dotman, Ryan McCormick, 37 Rhode Island kids in college. This is what these coaches is about. It's about them being life coaches, man. And I love all these coaches, even though. They cross that line, I'll tax that ass. <laughs> you know, but Bob, thank you, man. Um, appreciate it. You're welcome. Anytime, um, anytime we could teach the public, get these books out of these libraries for I gotta go commit a felony. Go do it myself. <laughs> Bob, thank you. Can I give my uh can I give my Twitter handle again? You can give Facebook. whatever you want, Bob. All right. Uh, my Facebook group is called Westerly Residents Against Indoctrination. Um, and my, you can follow me at Twitter if you if you'd like at b caradio fourteen at b c h i a r a d i o fourteen, um, and uh, and you can contact me. You can im me if you have questions. Uh, if you have questions about what's going on in your school district, um, I can help. I, I work with a lot of people throughout the state. Um, I'd be happy to help anybody that needs help. Any parent that needs help. Get a hold of me. And if I can't help you, I'll put you in touch with somebody who can. And then public record requests are not so public and not so free. Uh, so be careful with that. Um, right. Bob, thank you, man. Um, anytime, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, keep up the fight. Do. When's the next school committee meeting? Uh, July 6th. Uh, and we will be firmly ensconced in our chair on July 6th at that meeting. And we'll, uh, we'll have a seat at the mic as well. Let's go, man. I appreciate it, Bob. We'll talk to you. I'm going to play the video one time um, in case people are just joining so they have an idea of what we're talking about, graphic images. But, Bob, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mikey. God bless. Thanks for having me. She also told the school committee chair that this would be happening. This occurred after her Facebook page was scrubbed. Most of it's pro BLM material after she was tipped off by the school committee chair. Since then, through judicial watch, we have gotten via APRA request Gates, Bill Gates' own Odell Education race based ELA curriculum in grades 9 through 12. I believe the school committee thought this would be piloted in only one grade, not the entire high school in the first year. Secondly, Highlander Institute's race-based teacher bias training, 53-page deck, which Mr. Garso famously said didn't exist. Can I make sure that doesn't go against my time, please? which Mr. Garson said didn't exist, was exposed nationally by Judicial Watch. And this deck 
is training change into means our good